welcome to Curious Emu, where we talk inspiring stories, ideas, and concepts to help you create a lifestyle true to yourself. Hi guys, welcome back. This is episode 35 and my name is Freddie Saliba. So in this episode, we've got a nice 20 minute short episode where I talk with Danielle Saxton again as she has gotten rid of her car and we talk about the benefits, struggles and everything around that. I also wanted to let you know that I am reducing these Curious Emu episodes to fortnightly rather than weekly and going to be aiming for solely interview based with the passions and journeys of people rather than these other episodes which might end up having another home later down the track. But no guarantee or promises there at this stage. But if you do really like some of these episodes, if there's something you do want me to keep going at, whether it's in this one or another podcast in some other way, please let me know. Otherwise, this is the way I'll be doing it. All right. Shall we get into the episode though? Hi guys, welcome back. Today I have Danielle Saxton back with me. We talked one of the podcasts about the fact that she was about to get rid of her car and sell it and then be on, I guess, carless life, uh, <laughs> public transport to and from work. And yeah, now she's had it for been without a car for about three months since November and, and now it's late January. So we're just going to talk about pros, cons, what it's actually like to live without a car in a big city because a lot of people really think it's not possible. So, yeah, welcome back. Thank you for joining me again. Thank you for having me again. How's the carless life? It's interesting. It's an adjustment. So, I know you you said you were going to get it sold before you went to the US, but you ended up doing that afterwards. Was that just hard letting go or? I think I started considering it before going to the States, but I think the plan was always to do it after because of the fact that I have the cat and I needed to be able to transport the cat to and from the cat sitter while I was on vacation. So uh, I think the plan was always that when I got back from the States, I would pick up the cat and then the car would be no more. Kind of. And how's it been? Have you overall enjoyed or happy that you did it? I kind of feel like it went as expected because I already knew that I was mostly using the car as convenience, as like laziness. And so... I knew that it was going to be hard for me, especially the mornings when I'm like super tired getting up for work, because when I had the car, I could go back to sleep if I was tired and then like drive to work and it takes like half the time. But like now I can't do that. And I knew that that was going to be a struggle. So that's been like, I think the biggest adjustment actually. Because how far out do you live from, I guess, your work, the city and places you go yeah so that's another thing I guess well but I, I already had that going on um okay so I live just outside of Uppsala which is with the train it's anywhere from like 35 minutes until approximately 55 minutes depending which train you catch uh from Stockholm to Uppsala 
and in Sweden, obviously, for those people who haven't heard the last ones. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> and then I live about a twenty-minute bus ride from Uppsala to where I'm living. And so I first need to, when I'm on my way to work, I need to first take the bus into the Uppsala Central Station and then take the train into Stockholm. And then I switch to the metro and I take it almost all the way out on the red line, all except for the very last stop. And that's about 40 minutes. So it takes about an hour and a half to get to work. Yeah, so you lose about an hour or so is that correct you said it takes about an hour, half an hour in car or no depends on the time of day uh, the car took about an hour uh okay. the thing is that the car on the way home would take two to two and a half hours because of oh, well. the rush hour traffic going because the airport is on the way and so on the way to work it was more okay um but on the way home you know you had the rush hour of everybody leaving work and then combining that with the rush hour to the airport and also the rush hour of people going to their evening jobs. So a bit more extreme. So in a sense, you're really gaining time, which is a, probably a little bit of a rarity for most people if they're listening and in that sense. Well, but... if I, sorry for interrupting. <laughs> no, if okay. I went home directly after work, I would be definitely gaining time. But really, I kind of lose time because of the fact that I don't go straight home after work. So I take quite late train and then the connections are a little bit worse. Okay. But you're overall still enjoying doing it though? Yeah. 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 I don't know if it was the first week or the second week. It might. Actually, it was probably the second or the third week where I had been doing it for a little bit, but not long enough to get used to it. So I had the schedule of work and, and my ballet classes in the evening and weekends. And then in combining that with the new schedule of having to get up so early to catch the bus into the station to get to work on time. So it was coming home late to weekdays. And then having to come home, sleep for four or five hours, and then get up right away again and go back to work. And so that actually made me, I think it was on a Friday, one of the weeks, I can't sleep on public transportation, but I fell asleep on the train between Uppsala and Stockholm. And I slept so hard that I did not wake up even when everybody was getting off the train and the conductor no actually the the yeah the the train conductor ended up when he was doing his safety round through the train waking me up and saying we're in Stockholm and I just like flew off the train to the metro and I was like all shaky you know how you when you get woke up like in the deep sleep uh oh my gosh it was crazy did you get home okay that time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was on the way to work. So on the way to work. Right. I had a, oh, yeah. Yeah. Other way. Yep. <laughs> but it's gotten better than that. What would you say has been the biggest challenge then? Definitely, like making sure, like with sleeping times. I think. Yeah. Like, balancing a sleeping schedule with the activities that I still want to do, and making sure that keeping up my activities while not being able to get home as quickly doesn't affect my work because if it starts affecting my work, then I have to start 
prioritizing differently with free time activities. Obviously, I can't allow that. And you obviously can't reduce ballet. I didn't want to say it, but you said it, so. <laughs> <laughs> Are you trying to make this a, a ballet-free episode? Was that the... There's no such thing as ballet-free when it comes to me. <laughs> I even did a pirouette at the bus stop this last week. Like, I wasn't thinking about it. I was thinking about class, and in my head, I was thinking about what I need to think about when I'm doing my pirouettes. Yeah. And then just all of a sudden, I was like, okay. And then I tried it because I thought I was alone at the bus stop. And so I tried it and it went really well because I was thinking about all of the things that I need to think about at that moment. Uh, But when I landed my pirouette, I get eye contact with a guy who's sitting at the bus. (laughs) Like uh, this, these, uh, what do you call them in English? Bus stops? Yeah. Okay. Bus stop. Uh, then the neighboring one he was sitting at the, ah, on the bench yeah. in that one. so we we made eye contact as I was landing my pirouettes and then I was like in my mind I was like okay this is actually embarrassing but you know what it already happened so you just got to own it up so I smiled at him and he smiled back and then we left it's amazing and you couldn't have done this with if you had a car this wouldn't have happened this amazing it experience not, it would not have happened <laughs> <laughs> Uh, pretty amazing that's so funny do we put that under positives or negatives that it wouldn't have happened <laughs> <laughs> oh so good so obviously so you said you got your time that changes um and how have you dealt with the, the cat situation like transporting the cat back and forth you said that was a big reason why you did it a bit later right well i mean i don't transport her anymore this was because the person that was watching her when i was in the states lives in Stockholm. But you don't need for vets or anything? Or? No, she not yet anyway. Now I feel like I should knock on wood. Now nah, she's good. You'll just figure it out, maybe get like an Uber or something. Not an Uber, but something like that? Or Yeah, but it's that's like, those types of things are temporary. You know, it's not like something that I need to do. But the trip to the States when I was in the process of thinking of selling the car, that was so soon. And so then I could kind of plan the sale around that. Whereas I kind of felt like it's not going to be my last trip. I'm going to have to take her to a cat sitter again someday. And, yeah, definitely. Um, I'll have to figure out how I transport her then. But just at that moment, I was like, the person who had offered to watch her lives an hour away by car and two and a half hours away by public transportation because of all the connections I have to take. He lives in Stockholm, but he lives on one of the islands in Stockholm. So like, oh. it's not like go into the city and then take a metro, uh, one of the metros. It's like get into the city, take the metro to a bus uh, to <laughs> it's like get getting on a boat or something. And uh, so it's a bit more of a process. So we'll see. You cross that bridge when it comes to it. So that's okay at the moment. Yeah, and I think that that was what I was trying to tell myself before is that. It, it'll work out you, I mean you make it work when you're in the situation when you're not in the situation you can think of all the excuses you want to, to prevent yourself from making the leap but once you're in the situation you don't have a choice you just do it what are some of the other things that I guess benefits or cons that have popped up since not having a car that you didn't think about well I've traveled before using the public transportation quite a bit when I worked in Flen in Sweden, which is kind of 
the same distance. Actually, I think it's a little bit more. So I kind of knew in that respect what to expect. But I would say that, of course, the con is when things don't go as they're supposed to. Like, I think already twice I have had to call my boss and be like, well, I'm sitting on a train that's not moving. So (laughs) I'm sorry, but I'm going to be late. And it's like, you can't control it. But that's another one of those things that you take it as it comes. And it's not like it's every single day. And, and you know, that can happen with the car, too. And I guess now that I think about it, that has happened with the car, too, where the traffic's standing still because there's been an accident or something. You know, it's, it's something that can happen either way. But what I really like is it's actually both a pro and a con, the time that you gain on the train. Like sometimes it's just really, really boring and you're like, oh, can I just get home? But I find that it's a good way to calm down the adrenaline after either a rough day at work or like after my classes, the ballet classes, because I'm always like super awake after those. And so having this long commute home gives my body a chance to calm down a bit so that I can come home and actually get ready for bed to get up in five hours. Yeah. Do you do activities on the trains or trams, like reading or anything? I have been listening to podcasts a little bit. I listen to a lot of music, actually, on the train. Um, I'd say mostly that at this point in time. So has that changed much? Or would you have done that in the car as well? Uh, I would have done that in the car as well. Okay, so it's not not that you were able to do extra activities, because I know some people are like, well... I think the difference is that I can focus more on what I'm listening to because I'm not having to focus on the road so in that way like I can listen like podcasts are have been a bit difficult for me to uh, listen to in the car I, I have done it but they're a bit more difficult because you can't focus on what's being said so I feel like I very often felt like I needed to go back and re-listen and now when I go back and re-listen it's because it was hilarious and I just need to hear it again yeah 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 Oh, amazing. I guess, what would you say to someone who is thinking about selling their car? Yeah, I think that it's really dependent upon where you live, kind of. Uh, There's so much, I mean, there are other factors to take into consideration. For example, if I were living right now anywhere, like where I grew up, Um, if I would be living there right now instead of where I'm living it wouldn't work to not have a car because there's no pub there's zero public transportation it's not even like there's one bus that goes four times a day like there's literally no bus that goes ever so if you don't have a car there uh, there's no jobs in that little town really either with the exception of like the nursing home and maybe like a few restaurant type things but like there's no jobs there. So you have to commute to work. And so then you're either reliant on other people to drive you to and from another town or you have a car. And so that's something that one has to consider. Whereas, you know, here in Sweden anyway, I mean, we of course complain all the time about how the connections are bad or there's not enough departures. I complain to myself in my head every single day about the fact that when I get to the central station in Stockholm, 
and I'm going to take the metro. You know, I, I said that I my stop is the next last stop and not all the trains go all the way out. So some of them stop the stop before mine. And I get so annoyed that during the morning rush hour, they can't make all of the trains go all the way out. So that if I miss the one that's going all the way out, I have to wait 10 minutes. And, you know, if you compare those 10 minutes that I have to wait for the metro to the fact that there is no bus where I grew up, it's like, okay, calm down a little bit. You have a train to take, you know? (laughs) It's like in Australia. 10 minutes is, oh, that's good. 10 minutes, whereas Sweden's like two minutes usually per like all of them. Yeah. I mean, and that's, if you live in the city, it's like between two and five minutes if you live within like the, and and so I think that you get a little bit, I get a little bit spoiled with that because like when I go to my ballet classes, they're in the city. And so uh, when I'm going to and from the central station with, with those, I can just like, I don't even check when the trains go. Yeah. Before getting there. Because I just go and then I hop on one. The further out you get, you need to plan it a bit more. (laughs) So that's something to consider. Yeah. Any like mental preparations or anything for people? Or just just do it if they're still unsure? I'm not sure, actually. Like I sometimes I feel like I'm still struggling with it. But I still think it's actually a good thing. Like I don't regret at all selling the car. I think it was the best decision I made because I'm much less lazy. I don't have the pain in my lower back that I had from sitting in the car driving. Oh, well, like, yeah. And also the fact that, you know, I have to walk to the the bus stop which is a kilometer away instead of the um, the garage which was 200 meters away. And so it's like in that way I'm more active also um but every single morning when I'm exhausted, when the alarm goes off at 5 a.m., I'm like in mentally calling in sick and then like, nope, get up. <laughs> you can do it. You can do it. But just like the thought now in the wintertime of walking this kilometer to the bus stop when it's all windy because I live out in the countryside also is like yeah. a bit painful. But it's good. I And that's what I tell myself. This is good for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And cost-wise, are you finding yourself saving money as you thought you would from the cost of the car? Well, it's been the Christmas season uh, quite shortly after I sold the car. So I think because of that, I haven't really noticed it yet. And also, I pay my last time on the garage this month, I think it is, or if it was last month, because I had three months of, I must have done it last month or something like that. Anyway, I had three months time to for saying up the contract. Yeah. And so that cost hasn't disappeared yet entirely either. So we'll be able to gauge a little bit more later. And But I think it's a good thing. Yeah. It's a lifestyle change. Would you encourage others to do it? Absolutely. Yeah. As I realized this halfway through, I forgot to ask you again, why is it you actually did it in the first place? Why did you want to sell it? There were so many reasons. Yeah, it was actually a lot of reasons. What I think, of course, the main one I think was cost. I felt like I only used it to be lazy. It allowed me to do a lot of things last minute, which can be nice. But I also am a person who, if I have a plan, then 
I managed to do things much more efficiently and effectively. And I didn't have to plan because I could just hop in the car and go, you know. Um, and it's a lot of like spontaneous buying things when you can just hop in the car and go. Whereas now you need to plan going th- places to. And so that itself is different. But then the whole like cost of the actual maintenance on the car, not like taking care of it that way, but the expenses for driving in the city, the wheel tax and the garage and the gas and the insurance and the those types of things. You'll definitely be saving money then. Right. Because I was doing the public transportation monthly card then anyway. So I had all of those car costs in addition to the costs that I still have now. Crazy. So I would recommend it. I think I miss being lazy, but who doesn't miss being lazy? We're humans. That's what we do. Yep, definitely. As you speak to the person who just came from a couple hour nap, you know, at 7 p.m. (laughs) (laughs) So I understand. Awesome. All right. I think we'll keep it there nice and short today. Thank you for coming on and giving a little bit of an update. And yeah, I hope to get you on again soon. And we'll talk about something else. Let's do that. All right. Thank you. (laughs) Okay. I hope you guys enjoyed that episode. If you enjoyed listening to Danielle, we have a few other episodes with her. So one where we talk about her journey work going into Sweden, Norway and learning languages, which is a really interesting one. And then another one on minimalism. So check those out and don't forget to check out all my previous episodes as this is 35. We've got a few. All right. Remember, guys, stay curious.